Hello, and welcome to a Wyverns and Weirdos special. This is a post-campaign corruption battle royale uh, level 20. So this is completely canon. Um, basic setup, the party uh, engaging in an exhibition match of sorts to celebrate uh, the second anniversary of Iridian unification. Magical protections have been put in place on the arena as well as rings that the party have been gifted to allow them to go all out without fear of uh, hurting or killing each other in any long lasting way. I'm your Dungeon Master Darby. Joining me as always are Mitch playing Caius, Laura playing Bertie, Zoe playing Ross, Jake playing Newman, Johanna playing Rook, Eddie playing Anya, and uh, for the first time in Corruption, Emily stepping in and playing the uh, NPC Sam. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. has been just under two years since the defeat of the Wizards of the Ruins in Karas, and exactly two years since the official unification of Erethold. To celebrate, there has been a great festival organized, and a centerpiece as part of it is the exhibition match between uh, the heroes who save Erethold and Karas from two great threats. Uh, and I think we're gonna we're gonna start with people being introduced in the arena. Uh, and this will be in our initiative order, which we pre-rolled. Um, so first, Please welcome, please welcome, please welcome, Lord, Lord, Caius, Vietor Silvius, Paladin of Damir, the Great Redeemer. Caius enters into the stadium. Caius kind of walks in uh, from the shadow to the light and looks around, kind of waves to a couple of people um, and then sort of goes on a little bit of a jog um, just sort of around the outside just kind of warming up throwing a couple of punches um, and he's then going to stop maybe about halfway around um, and sort of give a little bit of a wave into the crowd where there's a, um, a bunch of uh, probably between ages of 7 and 16 uh, maybe 7 or 8 children um, are all looking back and, and waving very excitedly and a couple of them have little wooden swords and um, there's one with a little um, paper hat and there's a couple with signs up and he just sort of gives a little bit of a wave to them and, um, and a nod and then continues kind of running back around to his position and 
begins stretching and warming. All right. Um, the next to be announced is... Ladies and gentlemen, Rook Gassara. Uh, Rook uh, strides in, a uh, casual but powerful presence, and kind of just like does like a little casual wave up to the audience and just strides along strongly. Um, she's wearing a little bit fancier gear than usual, trying to look presentable, and she has the old uh, the circlet that Anya gifted her, the braces, the the belt, all her. Um, the items of power and um, the gifts of love. And she also kind of squints into the audience a little bit, trying to see if Royer is in there at all. And then walks back and um, stands beside her uh, in her place. Next, Elven champion, Elven Anya! 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 So, um, Anya steps forward into the arena and um, any onlookers, uh, especially those who would know her, um, looks to her and sees um, her eyes uncovered, uh, a silver glint in her eyes. She scans um, the audience of the arena, looking slightly nervous until she sees Roya and gives her a small sort of wave um, and grounds herself in that. And then she looks down to the arena. She looks to Rook, blows her a kiss, and then looks at Caius. And Caius, you won't have seen Anya in um, a fair few months at this point, um, if not longer. You see her face breaks into a grin, almost a megawatt grin. And faster than you may be able to react this life dark figure sprints at you and jumps up and gives you the biggest hug in your ear you hear a whisper of it's so good to see you (laughs) wonderful to see you as well no don't go easy on me and she, um, she sort of jumps down and stands next to the other two, uh, bouncing on the balls of her uh, feet a little bit. And anyone who knows Anya can tell she's excited to see the others as they arrive. Master Inventor Master Newman Inventor Mills! Mills. Um, <laughs> so Newman's going to be like bouncing out, waving at everyone who's watching. He'll uh, pop out Zoot as well and have him come in with him. Um, just in his little, like, form, though. Um, and he's going to find, like, a nice little place to kind of hang out, preferably somewhere near... He's going to try and go for somewhere near cover. I'm not sure, just looking at the map, if there's anywhere that he can get to quickly, but that's basically where he's going to be looking. And um, is he near Anya? Um, for the sake of this, he can approach Anya. Sure. Um, so he'll approach Anya and be like, uh, so... Do you want to do this like last time? You know, you help me, I help you. Wink, wink. Just like, don't tell anyone though. We can pretend we're fighting, but we're not actually. Newman, you're talking very loud. But, um, and you hear a uh, message in your head. <laughs> um, I'm game if you are. Uh, and she, before you walk away, she, um, pulls you into 
a crushing hug uh, um, and then lets you go. Human gets eliminated. <laughs> you got to <laughs> No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, he hugs back and then, yeah, he'll do his little bouncy step all the way back to, um, yeah, uh, where he is. Uh, next in the order. Oh, Hero of the Karasi, Samuel Viss. Samuel Viss. So Sam walks in and he's clearly not very comfortable in this situation. He looks very nervous, but he's just, he walks in and sort of walks around to each of the others and just sort of like nods or smiles or like shakes Newman's hand and is like, just like, hi. And goes to his spot. <laughs> Anya would have um, given uh, Sam a little wave and a cheeky little wink. Bard of Bard. Legends, Legend. Ravari Ross Dolvert. Dolvert. All right, all right, all right. So um, we'll get to Ross's entrance in a second. Um, so first off, the entrances don't start when you walk through the door to the brick building. They start when you get out of the carriage and the street. So Ross has been putting on a whole little show the entire time. She, you know, Sam and Newman came with her. She brought the rest of the players of The Shining Stream. They've been handing out flyers. They're like, you know, going through this whole thing. She like got the carriage to drop them off a little further away than normal. So she can be like, oh, oh, the paparazzi, oh. And then, you know, she's just walking, you know, confidently up to the entrance before getting to the arena. And, you know, as she's like walking through all the people, um, she will kind of, as there's more and more people around and all the other players scatter into the audience, she's gonna use a cheeky little thaumaturgy to make her voice a little louder. And she's just gonna be like, humble members of the Doran crowd, thank you for attending this evening. If any of you would like to see more of me, and who wouldn't, I would just like to inform you all that the players of The Shining Stream, all the way from Bapsa Shard, are performing a brand new production written just for us next month. It is called As You Like It by the, in the incredible William Shakespeare. Now, I, of course, will be in it. A few other faces of my friends and combatants will also be making their main stage debut at the Ravensong Theatre with the players of the Shining Stream. You can, of course, guess which ones, although our faces are everywhere. If you're looking for a ticket, brave people of Doran, we are only in Bapsashad for the moment, although a preview performance is happening after this very combat this evening. Tickets and flyers are being handed out by the lovely members of Shining Stream passing through you now. However, if any of you would like a performance to maybe travel to you, please find, and she uses prestidigitation to make a little spotlight, Yareed, the beautiful, dashing, handsome air genasi wending their way through you as they are our tour manager. And don't forget to find me after the show for autographs, vaudevillian techniques, and a little monologue or two. And she continues through and makes her own. Unless um, the quarters, like, jump in. 
or Newman's. <laughs> Newman has pom-poms and he is going, Ross, go Ross, ah, go Ross, go Ross, ah, go Ross, go Ross. Ah. But then he kind of like tones down when you notice you're making an announcement. <laughs> he doesn't want to steal the thunder from that. So he's like, go Ross, go, go, go Ross. Go when, Ross, go Ross. Yeah. When Ross is done, she like gives a little thumbs up to Newman. <laughs> to be like you can you can be loud again um there is like it's sort of in the crowd there's like a weedy little reporter um that kind of comes up with a notepad and he's got like a brown suit and a brown top hat <clears throat> excuse me ma'am uh, michael featherton daily tavern how do you feel about the similarities cast between your performance on stage in perhaps shard and your performance here are you going into this as a scripted event a scripted event no I think that part of this battle royale is not just to prove to the people of Dorum that we are the true heroes they named us many years ago, but to also show that all of us, anyone, with or without training, can be gifted at improv. That's what this battle royale is really about. Thank you. And she like actually shakes his hand and gives him a little head bow, and then we'll cartwheel into the arena. As she finishes this, her cartwheel, Rook kind of like slides over and does like, tries to do a little pyrotechnics with um, produce flame. It probably looks really awkward. Ross just like beams, like the biggest grin in the world and just gives Rook like a little thumbs up with some more presentation sparkles. Uh, Ross would also hear by message um, when she sort of arrives at her station. Aya uh, is like, now, I have a feeling that running up and hugging you right now would squash the effect of the uh, performance. So just know I'm very excited to see you. It's very good to see you, Rovari. Um, hi. It's really good to see you too, Anya. Hi. And finally, the finally, magical merchant magical with the most, most. Bertolt Bewaren. Bewaren. And we'll do another little find, um, as very similarly to Ross, Bertie has been let, let, uh, has arrived a lot, like, with a big lead up to the arena. Um, he arrives quite late and he is a picture. Flashes of sequence and glitter angled to capture every mundane and arcane spotlight. Vibrant pink hair plastered back with the, the slight otherworldly brain buzz and scent of the Feywild, which just seems to envelop everyone that he walks past. And despite his short height compared to the other contestants, he stands taller and more confident than anyone who knew him in his younger years would ever have seen him. As a sidebar, I will also note, while Bertie um, is talking, he is sort of gesturing in an incredibly flashy, highly expressive way. Um, he's almost solely doing it with his left hand, very strategically in front, almost angling it so the lights dancing around him manage to sort of specifically capture the glitter of the brilliant engagement ring uh, band he's wearing. I imagine as he makes his way to the arena proper, there is probably like a neat swarm of onlookers and the door impressed is still there who might call out as he walks past. Um, Mr. Bay Warren, Mr. Bay Warren, Tilly Tuesday from the Dorham Gazette. As a knight of the oh, seven- Of course. Your skill in protecting the city is already well known. What are you looking to bring into the arena today, Mr. Bay Warren? 
Oh, shucks, you don't have to flutter a guy like that. I am engaged after all. <laughs> no matter how far I make it today, I'm just so lucky to be representing Dorham, the city I am proud to call home and the center of all my business and creative ventures. As a Knight of the Seven and a representative of Dorham, I've already won. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Baywaren, Mr. Bay uh, Keith Longshort, the nightly sunrise. Yes, your of course. fiance is also in this fight. Um, what are your thoughts on possibly facing down Mr. Silvius in this in the arena? Oh well, don't you worry. I am a showman after all, and I'll bring you all a show to remember. Of course, in the occasion that myself and my darling honey might need to cross blades, locked in not so mortal combat, I promise we'll keep things clean. Oh well. As clean as I can keep things anyway, am I right? And he winks at the, like, the imaginary fantasy camera. Uh, Mr. Baywarin, Mr. Baywarin, Madam Seely from the Loquacious News. Uh, Mr. Baywarin, there have been many rumors that with the history between the two of you as knights and the terrors you faced in the past, that there might be a bit of anxiety with you and your fiancé and keeping each other safe and alive on the battlefield. Is that something you're afraid of reliving today? Well, I for one can vouch for the calming air and extensive therapy sessions Dorum can provide, but you know, what can I say? I can only hope things won't come to it. I'm a sentimental guy and I'd sure hate to be the hypothetical person to come between us. And he gives sort of like another broad grin, except this one shows all of his teeth and a sort of hard flash of momentarily pointed Feywild glamour slipped teeth that are much less inviting before he sort of reaches for what looks like a wire wrapped gemstone which he's braided into his hair which he like sort of just flips down and his voice is magically enhanced and brooms across the arena. He quickly changes tone in a flurry of petals. But my my, it's been so wonderful having a good old chat, but I better not keep anyone waiting any longer. I hope you'll be cheering for me, Dorum. And Betty sort of presses on into the arena as they announce him. Um, and uh, he's like, yes, that's right, direct to you from the Feywild, your favorite local Dora businessman, philanthropist, owner of Baylor's Boutique of Bewilderment, and major sponsor of this unification celebration display match, ex-adventurer and current Thorum Council Knight of the Seven. I am ready and excited to be taking part in this with you all in this wonderful, safe, well-protected city of Dorum. And then he kind of like, sort of like, shuffles where his like, foot is for a little bit. And then like, um, uh, like a huge puff of like stage pink smoke and glitter burst forth from under his feet once he finds like the exact spot where he's meant to take place. Um, and the sort of like lances of spiraling miniature fireworks dance out up into the sky, which explode into the words, Baylorin's Boutique, sail on now. As the smoke and glitter color dissipates, but he's still standing there. With like a bit of a, like a momentarily jolted like ill-timed sheepishness, he kind of just like starts bowing copiously and profusely. Competitors, please Competitors, take please your starting position. Position. You all take your spots at your assigned entrances to the arena. Good luck, everyone. As um, Anya sort of walks past, uh, I'm assuming she walks past a few um, of her. Uh, previous party members and um, Bertie would feel uh, a little mage hand just squeeze his hand in a soft little greeting but he would recognise as Anya's um, and then as uh, Anya walks past Rook she um, shoots Rook 
a soft wink and um, also points at her, says, well, babe, good luck, and cast True Strike. <laughs> nice. Good luck to you too. You got this. Ruka grins back at her mm-hmm. and slowly um, the fire in her hair and the glow in her eyes um, gets stronger and stronger and she fiddles with her braces and then bursts into flames. Ross like looks across at Sam and just goes, I'm not about to burst into flames. I'm starting to actually feel underprepared. Feel that? You'll do fine, babe. They, they like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will definitely like me as a punching bag. You'll be fine. She blows him a little kiss and then gets ready. Birdie so. makes like like some kind of like hand gesture towards Caius, um, which of course inevitably involves like again his left hand, um, catching as much glitter as possible by the audience. Um, some kind of like strange little gesture that they seem to understand and then just nods at him and picks up his blade. Caius will return the gesture and begin to sort of crouch down and bounce on the balls of his feet. Competitors, competitors, when you're ready, when you're ready, your marks, your marks, get set, get set, go. First in initiative is Caius. Uh, where would you like to go, Lord Silvius? Yeah, so uh, I'm, uh, that's me just in the bottom left, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes. Who is, yeah, who is to my immediate right? To your immediate right is Rook, and to your left is Bertie. Okay. Well, uh, so Caius has gone from looking at Bertie and giving sort of a nod. Um, Caius is going to turn slowly to Rook, try and make eye contact if he can. Um, Her eyes are a little flamey right now, but she's probably looking at you. He's going to give another nod, this one slow and meaningful and then he's going to sort of close his eyes and grip his sword and then the symbol on which flares into life and he casts a or he begins to cast a spell that is centered on himself which is sanctuary okay and then he will take the dodge action and that is his turn all right um so next is Rook. So Rook on your left is Caius, who's just done this display of sorts. And I've thrown my minis all over the place. Um, and on your right is Anya. What Did would I you like Google to do? Did I true strike? Did I think it before that it was a buff? And I now know that it is very much not a buff. Uh, it's a minor buff. Would Rook have even been able to tell? <laughs> would I? I don't know. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Um, well, initially she's just going to like kind of look around her and be like, all right, everyone, let's have a nice uh, clean start, keep it chill, keep it going for the audience, you know. And then she's slowly going to go into a rage uh, much more gently than before, just kind of like closing her eyes and then the flamey like uh, beings that you can kind of almost see that they're people. They appear and they swirl around her. And 
Sure. Um, some of them go over to Anya, but most of them stay around uh, Rook. Um, where is Sam? Sam is all the way off here. Sam's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was my initial target. You are 20, 60 feet away from Sam. Who's to the left of Sam? Is that Anya? Uh, to the left of Sam is Rock. Yeah. All right. She's going to start charging in that direction. Um, not getting too close to Anya. Um, and and I, she reaches <laughs> What's your speed? It is uh, 40 feet. That's about as far as if you're aiming for Sam um, with just your movement. You want, you can use your action to dash. Sure. I'm going to dash at Sam. <laughs> and therefore inflicting a D10 of fire damage on him because I'm on fire. Uh, so how are you on fire again? Um, investiture of flame. Although, yeah, I'm not sure if it gets, it's, if they move within, yeah, it probably would get a D10 of damage, I'd imagine. I think, I think the wording on it, he doesn't take it, but if he was to end his turn there, he would. And she just kind of like gives him a, like a nod, like, (laughs) very casual. Next is Anya. Okay. So me, Eddie, the player, I um, want to announce it on pod that before we started recording, I actually rolled a d6 to see who Anya would target first. Um, So this is the fates speaking um, and me speaking through Anya when Anya, um, well, in Rook's head, she hears a message. I'm very sorry, sorry, beloved, but, um, well, you're way too distracting on the battlefield. (laughs) And Anya, um, she's going to, um, I'm trying to see, yeah, so she's moving, um, I guess diagonally across, um, sort of towards those columns there. And as she goes, she's going to hit um, Rook with her uh, Ascended Wild Bow. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, the Ascended, yes, the ascended okay. Wild Bow. So do you, want, now because do you want to go within the area of the columns or? She will, but she'll shoot as she's going. Okay, we'll give, what's your speed? Uh, 45. 45, so... I'll give you... She wants to um, hide behind... or Not hide, but have cover behind one of the columns or climb on top of one of the columns. Okay. Whichever you'll allow. Um, you'll probably need a little bit of extra time before you... You'll need to wait till next turn probably to climb up on one, but you can get half cover from a column depending on the angle and- you're at. Remind me, just because it has been a little bit since I've played Anya, um, with the Wild Bow, the 2d10 radiant damage, uh, that gets added to the bonus action arrow as well. Yes. Wonderful. Perfect. So the first um, shot that she takes at uh, love of her life, Rook, um, is an advantage due to True Strike. Um which thank fuck it was because the first one of those was in that one um does a 24 hit yeah <laughs> okay that also does mean that the 66 of sneak attack also plays into this so 
I'm so sorry, Joe. Okay. Um, so what are we starting with here? We're starting with 8, 10, 20, uh, uh, 30, um, 41, 44 points of damage. Do you have resistances or... Bludgeoning pieces, slashing or something. Okay. Um, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing or fire. Okay. So, um... Um, 10 points of that damage are fine. And what did I say the total was? 41. 41. Perfect. Um, so 31 is halved. Jesus. So, so that becomes 15. So it's 25 total, I believe. Yeah. 25 total. Um, and then in rapid shot, she, um, fires another arrow. Um, now, both arrows use the same attack roll. Awesome. So, three half to one. Does it round up or down? Uh, rounds down. Cool. So, one plus... Um, oh, sorry, not just one. Um, it's three plus eight. So, eight, nine, ten, eleven, half to five. Um, plus seven. So... 12 points of damage for that second one. Alright. Um, next is um, the arena action. Um, so Anya, in the centre here, um, you feel it get uh, blisteringly hot, like a really warm, excessively warm summer's day. Um, and you take six points of fire damage. Is there any, like, dexterity save or anything that she makes to this? Awesome. Uh, But uh, that is all for now. Uh, Newman, your go. Alright. So Newman's going to look around and see what's up and sees not much is happening except over at Anya's area. And he is just going to take a bow, pull his hood over his head and disappear. Um, what they don't see is that he will also cast Sanctuary on himself as a bonus action uh, because of how the hood works. It does not get rid of the invisibility. Um, and then he will... Um, he has his movement left. So if he can, would he be able to find a spot that doesn't have any like obvious physical traps that's away specifically away from most of the people? Um, is there like a corner where like no one's really around? Um, so there are there are two corners that are currently unpopular. Um, the one where uh, Rook and Anya started off, or the one closest. Yeah, where he'll go. He'll go towards there. Right. Oh, oh, a chest. He'll, it could be a trap, but I would like to indulge my curiosity. So he will go towards the chest. Because who's going to attack a chest? Yeah. So are you happy with... Yeah. Are you happy with that place? I can't, yeah. 
Uh, yep, as long as there are no obvious physical traps, like spikes through the floor or a saw blade out of the walls, uh, then, yeah, he's, he's you would, fine. You would notice a room, like a, a series of rooms on the ground. Um, How he, can he get to an area where there aren't a series of rooms on the ground? Can, uh, like if he there. backtracks a little? Because uh, he would not like to be on magical rooms you, after. Yeah. If you if you cling to the wall, basically, and avoid the the room. Yep, sure. He's got a climb speed as well, so if he needs to climb, then so be it. Next is Sam. So Sam's staring down Rook, uh, and it's like, eh, and slices with his sword at her. That's a twenty-four to hit. That hits. Cool. Um, bonus action branding smite for an extra that third level for an extra three to six radiant damage. Um, which means I have to roll fifties. Now, um, just for future reference, remember that those. Um, I, I'm assuming that he set up his first branding smite as part of his preparation, but remember that your the specific smite spells have to be done um, attacks. Yeah. Yeah. But he can easily have set that up ready to go ahead of time. So that's, what was that? 16 points of radiant damage and five points from, an extra five from the sword. Which would be half to two. Oh, hang on. Plus three. So five, five, six, eight. So eight, so half four. Yeah. Um, and he's going to swing again. Okay. Why not? That one's only a 19. Does that hit? Oh. Yeah, that hits. Oh. Um, and that's another eight. So half to four. Yeah. Okay. And then he's just going to look, <laughs> he's going to stay where he is. And try and look very um, bravado-ish. He's going to take 1d10 fire damage. Eight points of fire damage. And the flames um, radiating off of what just kind of <laughs> burning him. Okay. Uh, next is Ross. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, here I am. My poor boyfriend. Uh, getting attacked by a very hot lesbian. Uh, so, <laughs> in, in <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yes. Um, so how wide, it, like, how far across is the arena? Um, I'm assuming it's like 80 feet? 80 across? 95 deep. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so many bad things have a range of 50, y'all. If you're central, you can meet everyone. True. Um, okay, so Ross is going to, like, hear Sam and Brooke wailing on each other next to her and just kind of be like, ooh, that's rough, buddy. Uh, but she's going to do a little turn and flourish to the crowd and then do, like, a leaping jazz run into the center. And then, uh, yeah, I would... I, I know Anya got hurt, but I want to... You set this thing up. I want to see how spicy it gets. Uh, <laughs> how close are you getting to Anya? Uh, I'll run right past. Uh, I have a movement of 30 feet. So 30 would get you there, or if you're further there. Let's do there. Let's do that That second spot you had. There. Just that little okay. bit out of Anya's um, melee. You just just oh, 
for my own purposes, is that still within sort of five feet? Like, not... Uh, it's considered ten feet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, you take nine points of fire damage, halved to four. Okay. That's fine. We love to see it. Um, she instantly, like... I know, I know we were saying, like, kind of the conceit of this is we don't really feel, like, pain, but we are aware of when we are hurt. Uh, so she does kind of almost stumble a little bit and turns to the crowd and goes, Ah, more lovely and temperate than any summer day. And then she is going to very quietly go, Sorry to Anya, as she, like, runs her nails along the tambourine does an arcane movement and then like brings both her hands down as she hits an operatic high C and casts psychic scream. We are opening with a big boy. I need everyone to make intelligence and beat a um, Does sanctuary protect against this by any chance? It absolutely <laughs> does not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think I think sanctuary is specifically targeting you. Because this is an area of effect, you shit out of luck. Cool. So what say was it again? Intelligence. So you'll be Intelligence. fine. Intelligence. Newman will be fine, but everyone else has to be the 22. Anya rolled a 23. 23 as well. Yeah, Anya and Sam are fine. Five. Oof. 19. 24. 24. And how bad is Caius? I don't think Caius can physically make this save. He can if he hits a 20. Unfortunately, that was a two. Um, so that is a five. Okay. Um, so Bertie, Caius, and Rook all take uh, maximum damage. Is it half damage on a success? That's a very good question. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, on a successful ta- save, a target takes half as much damage and isn't stunned. Yeah. So, stunned folks, uh, you're incapacitated, can't move and can speak only falteringly, um, automatically fail strength and deck saving throws, and attack rolls against you have advantage. Um, so incapacitated is you can't take actions or reaction. Um, also, anyone who is concentrating on a spell, um, regardless of success or fail, is going to need to make a concentration. Okay, so everyone who succeeded, you take 25 points of psychic damage. Everyone who failed, you are taking 50. Would this uh, classify for Uncanny Dodge? Uncanny Dodge? When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack. I know it's an attack spell. No, unfortunately, because it's an error. That's fine. Oh, uh, wait. Sorry. Where's Birdie? Actually, is he behind me? Uh, oh, is is anyone actually behind me? Uh, people. So, what's what's the range on it? Anyone I can see. Oh, anyone you can see. So. So Newman's good then. Yeah, Newman's good. Oh fuck yeah, Newman's good. Newman's invisible. Um, Take ignore that. All Jacob. Right, I- okay. Uh, other than that, you can see everyone. Okay. Um, I will just say that the uh, 
the ancestral guardians that were around Anya, they kind of just like uh, jump in the way of the, the damage and uh, fling it back at Ross. So Anya is um, protected from 15 points of damage and Ross gets hit by 15 points of damage. Ah, touche! <laughs> that and was then, uh, music to my ears, actually. I've always liked your singing, Ravari. Sure, sure. And then Ross is going to, uh, no, she's out of movement, uh, bonus action. She's going to look dazzlingly at the the crowd and, like, do another little wave. That's her bonus action. She's milking this. She wants ticket sales, baby. (laughs) Next is Bertie, who I believe is stunned. Bertie is stunned. Um, so (laughs) he just, like, um... Probably uh, like some magic kind of like flickers, um, as if he was about to cast a spell, but instead he sort of just like crouches down a bit and just kind of like clutches at his little head and his very long ears, who have just been, which has just been subjected to Ross's psychic scream, um, and he kind of just like yeah, he's completely taken out of it. But as like a precautionary method, method um, the like little loudspeaker that he had, the stone that he has. Um, kind of like uh, flips up from where from where his mouth and out to the side, and it kind of like uh, blinks a different color. And then uh, a pre-recorded uh, <laughs> message instead says, "Wow, I didn't see that one coming. Something else no one saw coming. The incredible gift discounts you can get at Buddy's Gift Shop. Buy three items, get the fourth half price." And <laughs> all right. Uh, then back to the top of initiative, and we have Caius again, uh, who also failed and is stunned. He's also stunned. Um, <clears throat> so Caius kind of shakes his head. Um, he's kind of was bouncing up on the balls of his feet in like a crouched position. I think that kind of like drops him down to one knee a little bit. Um, and he pushes himself back up again and kind of shakes his head. Um, and looks over. Does he know where that came from? Yeah. Rusted belt and operatic yeah. note. <laughs> well, yeah. not many people can hit a note that high. Um, <clears throat> so, while not allowing movement, will you allow one aggressive step in a particular direction? Um, I'll allow it, assuming it's not outside of the square you're currently in. <laughs> not outside the square it is one faltering step in the direction of Ross okay but so. it does so menacingly um, do they get to save at the end of their turns or they it- do okay. um I was going to say this spell is meant to be uh you uh you have it until you can make the save I would like to argue that this is Ross's spell and she is level 20. I would like to shape it that basically it breaks at the end of this current turn. Okay, so you're not... Just because otherwise Caius and Rook are potentially never making this save and... So so are you you dropping it immediately or are you waiting until your next turn? My next turn. Okay. Um... I would I would like to do. So Bertie, Otherwise, we're all going to be stunned forever. <laughs> Bertie, make your save. Uh, Caius, make your save. Um, and next will be Rook, who I think also failed. And we'll, need, and we'll need to make a save. Yes, that's right. So it's an intelligence save? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, that's a seven. Yeah, I rolled 22. Again. I think that just saves. 22 is a save. Yeah. Caius made it. Smart. <laughs> that's my man. In that case, he takes two steps. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, and Birdie, did you save or not? I, I failed again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, next is... Uh, Rook, did you re-attempt? Yours was a seven, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, she fails again. Yes. Okay. Um, and we get back to Anya. So, Anya, um, she tosses a wink Ravari's way, um, but then leaps up and pulls herself on top of that pillar that's in front of her. Um... And both Rook and Sam, um, all around them, start to see these swirling duplicates of Anya. But they're both seeing very different things. So um, Rook uh, would see Anya um, looking very beautiful, very enticing, and many of her being um, like, Rook, beloved, what are you doing fighting, my love? Why are you fighting? And Sam, his swirling Anya's, um, now, now, Sam, aren't we in an interesting position? All of these strong, scary women in a position to really, really be quite mean to you. Can be quite distracting, I know. Um, I would like both of you to make a wisdom saving throw, please, as Anya casts Confusion. I don't know what this means, but I got a nat 20. That's 26. 21. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Um, So both of you can see through exactly um, what Anya is doing. Uh, and the, uh, as the spell sort of dissipates, um, the Anyas around each of you flicker a little bit. Um, Anya is going to, um, use Quicken spell to make that a bonus action. And, um, she sighs and is like, fine, have it your way then. And she's going to, um... This time, I think she's going to aim the, um, yeah, she's going to aim the wild bow at, oh, is Rook still incapacitated, technically? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, Is that advantage? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Joe. But Anya is going to, um, as she feels, um, Rook look through um, the fake Anya's. Um, she's going to shoot um, another arrow at her. Um, so we'll go. That's twice now. I've had advantage, and one of those has been in that one. Um, so 12 plus 14 is 26. I'm assuming that is. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'll roll the radiant first because that's the only one that. You don't get halved. Oh, <laughs> no. 
16 points of radiant damage. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, 12, 16, 20, 25, 26, half to 13 points of slashing damage. Uh, so Rooks sees Anya through that vision and she's just like, oh no, I know, I know what you're doing. No, no, not going to work on me. And then immediately gets to um, I just Did you roll me your concentration check before for your arm? Um, uh, although I... Yeah, for true strike, true strike no, um, for, goes away after the first uh, one. Rooks for... Um, ah. But I have a suspicion concentration actually drops on being capacitated. Yeah, so it auto drops. So any, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Does that also mean like the ancestral guardi- guardians are gone? Uh, no, because rage is only if you are not unconscious, not if you are incapacitated. I did, I did think of that and have to double check it. Um, I'm so sorry, Joe. All right. Um, is that everything with your turn? All right. Yeah, as long as she's on top of the um, the the pedestal yeah <laughs> the thingy all right uh next we have a seasonal shift in the middle here um into a kind of autumn breeze kind of uh feeling within the pedestals Anya you because you're on top of the pedestals you're technically outside of the effect um Ross I'm going to need to roll me a constitution saving throw I don't think that's going to be it chief uh, think- oh, wait, I God, okay. 17? <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Oh, it's only okay. A, it's only a low DC. Okay. 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 So I guess um, there's like wind trying to buffet me around. Uh, yeah. And she just like slides into a wider stance and like digs the little tip of her tail into the ground, like a wedge between the bricks. Just kind of plants herself. That remains all that happens at the moment with the uh, with the arena actions. Newman, it is your go. Um, all right. So, um, what am I doing next? He is going to cast silence on him, on his general vicinity. Okay. Um, and then just to be safe. Um, no, no, that's that's fine. He might he might just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, not gonna attempt to open the chest at all. It, I believe casting silence is an action, so uh, if he can yeah. have um, a look at the chest, can prob- investigate the chest? You can investigate it. It's probably, yeah, an action to be able to both investigate and kind of get anything out of it. Um, um, so that's a natural one to investigation. <laughs> I use D&D Beyond, I'm an idiot. Um, I mean, that's still a 20. That's still a 20, I can see. Um... I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> um, Dirty twenty, but a nat- it's still a natural one. So, so there are two potions. Uh, one is uh, golden. One is red. Uh, well, when he can, yeah. he will take Sam, your go. So, Rook is very obviously paralyzed right in front of me. Yeah. So, once again, bonus action: branding smite at third level. And I'm gonna strike it up. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately for you, fortunately for Rook, this isn't uh, strictly speaking paralyzed, so it's not an auto crit if you hit. No. But it's still a very good chance of hitting. Yeah, it's a 28 to hit. 
Yeah, that hits. Um, please get bonus. So that's 14 radiant. Oh no, sorry. That's 10 radiant and then um, four halved of slashing. And then Sam, gonna strike one more time, which is another 28 to hit. Yeah. Um, That's only, that's six halved, so three. Um, And then he's going to uh, run away. Okay. Um, Gonna um, come towards the uh, camera. So, full... As far as you can. All right. Uh, yeah. And that's it. All right. Next is Ross. She's just done a pretty... She's uh, harmed her friends, uh, but in the fun, sexy way we all agreed to. Uh, so, uh, the center of this thing can hurt us, uh, which is fascinating. Um, are they like Are they runes on the ground? Uh, runes on the ground, in the centre, yes, and up the back where Newman is. Not that you would know that Newman's there. Okay. Yeah, I just saw my, my bestest best buddy just vanish. Uh, and she does kind of mutter to herself, like, it's a display, Newman. Uh, <laughs> and, um, she's going to... Uh, you know what? I would love to to make like Anya and climb one of those little pillory boys. All right, uh, which one? The one? I climb the furthest one from Anya. Okay. All right, I'm assuming that, uh, oh, would that take any of my action or bonus action? It probably would because you are 20 feet away from it. So in order to actually get up it, you would need to essentially action dash. Okay, so Ross is going to, you know, once again, do a little jazz run over to the pillar and then kind of go to do a little flourish and climb up immediately, like skid down a little bit and be like, okay, and then like climb all the way up to the top. So I still would have like a bonus action. Okay. Um, do I have anything that's a bonus I have one thing that's a bonus action. So she's going to uh, look around uh, from her high little vantage point that definitely has nothing bad that's going to happen to it. You definitely haven't built something to swoop in to stop us from all of all climbing the pillars. And she's going to look at the crowd and do another little bow and just be like, are we enjoying the show? And just quietly to herself as she moves her hands around, she's going to give herself a little first level healing word as a bonus action. And just regain four plus six. Six! Ten hit points! Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, she heals herself, and now she's up on a pillar. All right. Um, next is... Oh, are you still dropping concentration? Yeah, so Birdie will have his turn now. Okay. Um, and it is Birdie's turn. Okie dokie. Um, so... But he kind of like shakes his, uh, the game is kind of like grasping at his ears and he kind of, kind of, kind of like shakes his head out and shakes his ears out. Um, and then sort of like turns around with like a, another sort of like, like explosion of glitter. And it's like, good one. Um, then my turn now. And um, he like gestures to the audience and he's like, that's right. 
now you're gonna see one of my signature moves and um birdie kind of like uh this like energy kind of like sparkles like a shape around him as two long celestial wings spread out from his form um with again another kind of like he seems to shuffle his feet and like um hit something another jet of like pink smoke comes out from behind him um and then he um flourishes his sword and then um takes the skies so he's going to fly up upwards um and um and then yeah he's gonna look like um he's gonna kind of like glance towards everyone and then just sort of like oh, let's say um no he'll he'll just like so he's up in the air and he's just gonna move to like just move um not so he's like directly above someone but he looks and he's gonna sort of prepare something and i'll shoot w message about what that is but um yeah that's what he does and um oh and um as my bonus bonus action i guess um he's like well everything's moving so fast out here it's hard to keep up well you know it's almost as fast as our seventh night perfume simply flying off the shelves smell like a hero today and he holds up like a little perfume up to the all right uh is that all yeah yeah that's all brilliant okay uh, back to the top of initiative again, and we're at Caius. You have control of your movement again. Do so. First things first. Um, I'm hoping this is a free action, but I am willing to spend time on this if possible. Um, <clears throat> Caius is going to look up to the sky and just kind of like sigh with a little smile on his face, and then he's going to focus again. Um, <clears throat> so he's going to look at a couple of things that are happening. Um, Firstly, someone screamed in his general direction, and that was, uh, that hurt. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, but there's also a lot of combat going on, uh, and Caius would like to throw his weight around that. How far away is Caius from Rook? Uh, from Rook? Mm. 60 feet. Um, going direct, you would cut through the center to do that. Otherwise, you're a bit of a longer route. That would take you 80 feet. Yeah, we're not we're not super worried about taking a longer route here. Um, well, that's a bit of a shame. Um, so I guess what we're going to do is we're going to see uh, Rook just. There's no real way around this. Getting beaten to a pulp, uh, and Caius is going to sort of his eyes are almost going to flash like silver, which is weird. Um, and he's going to sort of take off at a jog and then a little bit of a sprint. And then as he gets towards like the center of the arena, cause I'm assuming he has to cut through that. Yeah. Yeah. So as he gets towards that, he's going to disappear into mist, appear on the other side and continue running. All right. uh, so what's your speed? 30 feet. 30 feet. Are you just flavoring that or? Are... Uh, no, I'm trying to get 60 feet to within, uh, if you would say, melee range of Rook. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. So combined it's it, so yes. Perfect. Right. Uh, Rook is no longer incapacitated, that is also of note. So it's not like you get advantage, but. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> Kaius is gonna look at, Kaius is gonna look at Rook, those eyes kind of still flashing that, that silvery gleam that probably at this point, maybe you would have seen in, 
no one's eyes but Bertie's when he's been trying to sort of swindle someone out of a little bit of coin. And Kais is going to look over and say, It's very important that you don't die. I've thrown 300 platinum to make sure that you you win this. And he's going to hold out a hand. And he's going to do lay on hands at Rook. Oh my gosh. And heal her for 100 hit points. What a callback. Oh, that's incredible. Ricardo probably sees him approach and like, kind of just like, oh, like gets into a fighting step and hears him say that and is like, well, that's not very sportsman like, but thanks. I'll do my best. <laughs> and then we'll just turn around and prepare to do whatever he needs to do. Uh, for reference, Sanctuary is still active. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Next is Rook. As a very quick free action, um, Bertie is going to butt in and be like, Wow, what an amazing gesture. And let me tell you, for success, you've got to choose the best. And Dorham School for Future Happy Heroes is the place to be. A charity run organization kickstarted by my future husband, who would have just done such a charitable, wonderful gesture there, and a collective of Dorham donators, no matter where you start in life, You'll find a good one at Dorham School for Future Happy Heroes. <laughs> Which Bernie still says very loudly, almost as like, you did a pro- I don't know if Bernie knows what Kai has actually done, but like, that's him trying to come up whatever the hell he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Rook will kind of like, she kind of looks, she looks very surprised by what's happening, and maybe like a little bit. She's a little bit like, oh, that's not good. But hell yes. <laughs> um, and she like gives Kaya some nod and is like, oh, it'll help to you too. And some of the, her uh, ancestral gardens, um, guardians, like little flame beams, uh, flicker over to Kaya's and uh, hover around him too. Um, hmm. Is the only person in my like nearby me uh, Kaya's Anya? Yeah, so Kaya's is... Caius is like five feet away. Anya is 20 feet away. Sam is 30, uh, 25, 30 feet away. Okay. Um, Rook's gonna like uh, leave Caius and start heading towards um, Anya. What do these little pillar things look like that she's standing on? Um, so these ones are just standard, fairly standard stone pillars um, made out of white marble. Uh, how tall are they? Uh, they are probably about, uh, I think they're about 10 feet high. So, so enough, so enough to make it difficult to, uh, attack. Yeah, that melee. would be difficult. I'm like, look, it's like six feet. <laughs> what is the re- I don't know. Um, Anya, um, does as Rook approaches her, she looks down at Rook and there's just this, the fondest twinkle in her eyes and Rook can tell that she is both having a very good time and also very in love. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Rook kind of like grins up and her is like, all right, let's get this back going. And um, I'm assuming I wouldn't be able to attack Anya. I'm going to attack the pillar. Okay. I'm going to try to break that pillar or at least maybe shake Anya off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll to hit the pillar. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. Uh, 25 will certainly hit. What is... Um, 
so that is ooh, minimum damage. Uh, nine points of slashing damage and thirteen points of fire damage. Okay, so total of uh, twenty-two. Okay, it is still standing, but it looks like it is crumbling. Do you want um, Anya to make a deck save? Let me let me have Anya make a deck save. Yeah, make make a deck save. It's not going to be too hard, I don't think. Well, I think that's fine. <laughs> Twenty nine. <laughs> um, you do have a second attack. Yes, I'm going to hit it once again. Alright, roll to hit. That's a 26 to hit. 26 suddenly hits. And that's low damage again. Uh, 10 slashing damage and 16 fire damage. Alright, with your barbarian brute strength, you slam into the, the pillar once. It starts to crumble and you slam into it again and it goes tumbling back. Uh, Anya, can you roll me a dexterity saving throw as the pillar falls? That would be a dirty 20. Okay. Does she make it? Yeah. Cool. Um, as the uh, pillar crumbles, Anya just sort of um, jumps up and as she reaches down, um, like as she sort of starts heading down. As gravity takes effect, um, she um, uses Rook's uh, quite broad shoulders to steady herself. And so she's standing quite close to um, Rook and actually um, leans over and just gives her a peck on the cheeks. And she's like, well, that was um, a very good display of strength. (laughs) All right. Um, And rather fittingly, it is now Anya's go. Um, now, quick question: uh, A forty-foot cube. Yeah. Is there a way that Anya would be able to get Rook, Caius, and Sam? Not without getting yourself as well. Uh, that's it. It wouldn't. Um, it doesn't apply to self, so it's fine. <laughs> what's what's the s- six creatures of Anya's choice? Okay. That forty-foot then cube. Yes. Is there a way to get all of them? Yes. Cool. Um, so. Uh, yeah. everyone else is just out of range. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so Anya, um, she, after giving that peck to, um, Rook is like, no, uh, I don't find it entirely fair that, um, you two are in some form of cahoots here. Uh, and Sam, no one... No one said that you were allowed to hurt my girlfriend. Um, and Anya kind of uh, um, reaches forward and this sort of shimmering, glittering um, cube of energy starts expanding. Um, and you all start to feel uh, uh, a little bit sluggish and a little bit weird, like you're uh, wading through jelly. Um, can I get all, all three of you to make a wisdom saving throw, please? 13. Uh, 24. I'm going to have an advantage. <laughs> you got a natural one. Oh. Perfect. So, um... Rook, you start to feel the sort of sluggishness, but um, you're used to Anya's antics by now, and the two of you probably trained together um, leading up to this battle royale to help hone each other's skills, um, which is probably 
in your head part of the reasoning why Anya would target you first because you also know her weaknesses. Um, but Caius and Sam, um, you fall victim to the spell slow. So for the next minute, um, your speed is halved. You have a minus two to AC and deck saving throws. You can't use reactions. And on your turn, you can either take an action or bonus action, not both. Um, if you are attempting to cast a spell with a casting time of an action, um, a d20 is to be rolled and on an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until your next turn. And you must use your action to complete the spell. If uh, you can't do it within the next turn, the spell is wasted. Um, also, you make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of your turns um, to end the effect. So, anything else with your turn, Anya? Um, Anya is going to... She gives a wink to um, Rook, and before Rook can reach out, she bonus action disengages, and she's going to move to the next pillar behind that one uh, and jump up onto that if she can, using her movement. She has 45 feet. So that 25, it would basically have exactly the amount of movement needed. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, just kind of laughs and shakes <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next is arena actions. Um, Anya and Ross, you feel a bit of a chill. You aren't affected by it, but you feel a bit of a chill coming off of the central pillar. Oh, the central rune. Um, it shifts in a winter breeze. Um, and another thing kicks in this round. Um, as back double doors fly open and slowly emerging 10 feet out from the doorway is a large flail snail. Um, in fact, it's gonna actually, it, uh, I don't think it can do anything else. So it's just gonna dash towards, who is it gonna dash towards? It's gonna dash towards Rook very slowly. Um, all right, next is Newman. Alright, question. Um, is it possible to pick up these potions now that I've opened the chest and investigated it without using an action or a bonus action? Uh, yes, it would be your interaction. Cool. So he will do that. He will then cause. Sorry, he will throw something on the ground and then he will cause a puff of smoke um, to appear from behind the chest or where Newman is. Now, is someone in the air right now? Uh, so. Bertie is flying. Um, yeah. Uh, Ross and Anya aren't on the ground, but they're not flying. They're on top of pillars. Um, another gust of smoke appears above Bertie. Um, and Bertie, hopefully, if this succeeds, will feel someone grapple on as um, Newman cast Dimension Door using his Cape of the Mountebank. Excuse me. Um, as a bonus action. Okay. Um... Laura, why don't you tell us what happens here? So, Newman appears in this incredibly dashing, daring movement. Also, how high up are you? Quite high. Like, in in feet? Are, are you like the full movement, 60 feet up? The full up? height, I would say. So you're 60 feet up. 
Okay. Yeah. So, what happens is, um, Bertie is valiantly flying in the sky as Newman appears, um, from out of nowhere to try to try to grapple him. Newman falls directly through this deceptive vision of Bertie, who only, like, momentarily is like, oh shit! Um, but, yeah, um, as if there was a hologram there or something. Uh, and falls to the ground, I guess. Featherfall? Okay. Featherfall. Um, yeah, that's allowed. Uh, and then, no one can see it, um, he's still invisible. So Newman doesn't have to use his turn. Um, Anya actually flicks up a Featherfall from where she is on the pedestal. Uh, you can't see him. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she was going to help her me out, but I guess not. Yeah, She'll keep that reaction. An action to un-invisible, sorry. Sorry. Um, and then no one can see it, but Newman's like very clever, very, very clever. And I guess that's where he's going to end his turn, slowly falling to the ground while so invisible. Like, technically, Bertie, Bertie, like not being there wouldn't be visible because Newman's also invisible. <laughs> yeah. Only Bertie knows. Only Newman knows that Bertie isn't there. Uh, so, actually, is can Newman see Bertie? Do you, like, the one that you just fell through, or actual no, Bertie? No, like, the real Bertie, now that he knows that's not the real Bertie. Uh, no. Um, and in fact, it would probably be a percep- an action perception check to try to see any trace of him. He doesn't have an action, um, oh. as he's already used it first. Uh, and, um, uh, oh shit! Oh, well, uh, 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 it's worth mentioning the upcoming Karasi production of As You Like It is actually uh, uh, Sam and Newman's uh, debut with the company that plays The Shining Stream. I've just got news that the ticket sales are picking up, so hurry, hurry, hurry! <laughs> Sponsored uh, advertising. <laughs> All right. Um, 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 no, don't it imagine is not this. the next person. Oh. Um, so, from the cloud of smoke behind the chest, and again, this is all silent because it's in a bubble of silence. Um, Does the silence move with you? No. Oh, silence back with back at the chest. Okay, yes. yeah. Um, Zoots in dragon form will start enlarging and appear from where the cloud of smoke left. But again, this is silent um, because it's within the bubble. Um, and Zoot is going to line up a shot, if he can, in the direction of everyone and perhaps the flail snail. And, um... Um, Zoot? Zoot is going to start falling upwards as the runes here are anti-gravity. Is that the runes? Yeah, the runes on the ground. Mm. He has a fly speed. Yeah, yeah. Can he stabilise upside down? Uh, he can. But he would be taken by surprise and kind of fall. To be on the ground, he would have to be flying, technically. He would have to use his movement to get back to the ground. I'm happy to do that if he's got enough. Uh, I think so. What's his movement? I'm having a look now. Um, 90 feet of flying speed. 90 feet. Yeah, so he can get back down to the But is he, like, upside down or is he, like, just pummeling the uh, ground? Yeah, he's probably upside down. Although he could ride himself if he wants to. I feel like riding himself would probably be the proper thing to do. And another cool thing that it would do is that would disperse the smoke that was brought by the cave yeah. and the mountain bank and kind of push that along the ground of 
the arena not having any effect other than theatrical um which i guess can act as a little pre-warning as a line of uh lightning actually sorry radiant light bursts from suit's mouth in a five foot wide line um through as many people as suit can aim for so what's that what was that like Void Anya, he will, yeah. which should be able to because Anya is up. So the line, the obvious line from where you are, it, you're only going to get two, but you'll get Rook and you'll get Sam. So what kind of save will is Will he it? get the Flail Snail? No, the Flail Snail is just off that line. Can Dazoot have any movement remaining to kind of reposition? Um, yeah. To get the Flail yes. Snail? Yes. But he would no longer get Sam. He could get, if he wants to get the Flail Snail, um, if he wants to get the Flail Snail, he can get the Flail Snail and one of Rook, Caius, or Sam. Um, Flail Snail and... So, Sam needs to make a what save, as well as the Flail Snail? DC 16 saving throw. Okay. Uh, what type? Um, of de- dexterity. Okay. The Flail Snail is not good at this. Uh, yeah. Failed. Because Sam has slow cast on him at the moment, is that at disadvantage? I think it is. Uh, what sort of save is it, sorry? Dexterity. Uh, it, it isn't at disadvantage, but it has a negative two. Ah, there we go. Still got the spell up, I got you. Brilliant. Okay. It's a 29. Okay, so that will be half damage for Sam and full damage for the flowers now. So what's the damage? All right, and it is 78, which is just 22 radiant damage, half to 11. Okay, or full for the flowers now. Okay. Um, and I guess that's going to be the, the end of Snoop's turn as well, which follows. Yeah, all right. Uh, next is Sam. Sam is getting annoyed <laughs> and is going to take a leaf out of Newman's book and taps himself on the chest, and I will roll to see whether this works. This turn or next turn. Um, what number did you get on the dice? Ten. Ten? I am sorry. On an 11, oh, no, hold on. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take an effect until the creature's next turn. Okay. Ten it does. I, ten it does. Cool. I'm assuming it meant for me to roll, roll the d20, but I don't care. You, you rolled it and we'll discuss as was written. Um, so Sam turns invisible. All right. And he's going to try and use what little movement he has to sort of shuffle up the wall a little bit back towards Kais and Rook. Uh, yeah, because you're half. Yeah. Um, next is Ross. Okay, I'm prepared this time. Uh, so she's on top of these little pillars. Birdie is flying towards her in a glittery, beautiful vision. Uh, Anya is behind her, slowly gaining more and more rage. There is a dragon, there is a flail snail, and her boyfriend's just turned invisible. So Ross is going to, again, move her arms around, look up to the audience with one arm raised, and go, oh, Whoever loved that loved not at first sight. And as she brings her arm down, I'm going to have C invisible. All right. Um, so her eyes will like flash this bright, bright red. 
Um, and suddenly, like, there's almost like an aura glowing around them. Uh, is that the spell, or is it like, you know, just her being theatrical? Who knows? But yeah, she can now see anyone that is invisible. Yeah. And she can also see a little bit into the ethereal plane. So I'm assuming uh, both hologram birdie and wherever the real birdie is looks kaleidoscope as hell right now. Yeah, so you can see birdie. Interestingly, you can't see Newman. She she has this very dramatic moment, and then is like, fuck, it's Newman. I'm going to grab an extra birdie mini. Um, so, Laura, um, whereabouts would birdie be? Do you know what his goal is currently? So, however far he's progressed, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, would he have dashed on his last turn? Yeah. Okay, so he'd be getting close. So, uh, strangely, right by Caius. Although Caius has no idea. That's not strange. Uh, so Ross, yeah, she kind of does a full sweep, expecting to see Newman. Spots Sam, sees Birdie next to Caius, keeps going, looks back at Birdie next to Caius, looks at the hologram, and then just kind of like nods as if like, hell yeah, that's sick as hell. And then with that invisibility, like being able to see invisibility, but she can't fucking see Newman. Uh, <laughs> she's instead going to go, ah, but I am falser than vows made in wine. And she's going to, uh, oh wait, no, it's not a fucking bonus action. Uh, pretend I didn't say that, that's next turn. Uh, she's doesn't have a bonus action. She's just gonna look cute on top of that little pillar and just keep looking for Newman with her pupilless eyes. Like, oh my god, what is he doing? All right, uh, so next is Bertie. So Bertie, what do you get your illusion to do? And what do you do? Although you can, oh, well, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm doing. Your movement. Um, okay, so uh, gets you there. Bertie, Bertie is going to, um, Continue to fly, I guess, towards where, um, what direction is it going? Uh, so past, so just past Ross, um, in fact, he's going to kind of like, look like he's going to dive bomb, but then just like, just zip past her. Um, and, um, as he does, he's like, ah, well, you've done a fair show so far, like, my good friend, Ravari Ross. And again, remember, tickets are available uh, if you speak to Yari, the dashing uh, assistant that uh, R- R- Ross Ravari highlighted earlier. So, uh, anyway, uh, but I think I'll continue to move along. And um, he's going to, um, uh, I guess, move to more towards like where Studios is like, ah, an, an amazing invention by our good friend Newman, who is surprisingly missing right now. But uh, I think um, everyone here, we, we entertained so far. What do we want to see? Some lights, some cameras, some action. And um, he kind of like spreads his hands wide and like, um, it kind of looks like he's like casting magic missile, which just sort of like lands around um, towards Zoot Soup. But we'll sort of like tragically miss, um, of course, the last moment, because um, that's not really happening. But you can just forget that. Um, 
And he's like, ah, alas, well, you know, they, they, we can't always, we can't always hit our mark, but um, you, you want to know what? If you want something that will last the distance, every purchase from Wayroan's Boutique we've ever been over the next two days comes with a limited lifetime warranty, provided items have not been used by or touched by more hands. Um, and actual birdie, you're able to open that chest. Cool, um, what's inside? <laughs> there is a big red potion inside. I take the potion. Okay. Um, and so that would be your movement and action. Is it your bonus action to do stuff with your double or is it just... Oh, no, um, my, my double is oh. an action, so... It's yeah. an action. Um, yeah. So it'd be probably your interaction to open the chest. You can't grab the potion yet, but you see that there is a potion. So someone sees the chest pop open and a potion tantalizingly um, is there. And Bertie will just sort of prepare to like make make a movement that only he can, or that he and Rust can now see yes. to dodge if anyone comes running towards him. All right. Uh, next is Caius. Uh, so if anyone was to see that box opening it would probably be Caius as he's closest so therefore no one saw the box opening <laughs> mm. um, Caius is going to sort of feel very sluggish and just like Ugh, we don't like this feeling this is this is the feeling that we get after we've eaten our third breakfast and it's just like Ugh, it's like bloated um, <clears throat> but he's recently uh, thanks to the divine power of uh, Lady Deomir um He's come up with, uh, or rather she has come up with a method for him to sort of counteract being slow. Um, so he's going to, he can do an action or a bonus action, is that correct? Yes, but not both, I believe. Not both. Perfect. He's going to crack his neck and again, he's just going to grab his shield and just kind of bang it on the ground and it releases this sort of uh, high-pitched ringing noise. Uh, nowhere near as aggressive as uh, what our lovely bard friend did previously. Um, but it still allows him to sort of glow with this yellowish, goldy light, holy light. Uh, and he begins, that light almost engulfs him as uh, he uses Holy Protector. Okay, so what does Holy Protector Holy Protector is Caius's uh, level 20 Paladin ability. For one minute, you have resistance to all damage. Your movement speed increases by 30 feet. Uh, and then there's a bunch of stuff about allies, which we're in a battle royale, so technically there are no allies. However, Caius is Caius. So for the benefit of this, uh, the allies are Bertie and Rook. So whenever an enemy attacks an ally within 30 feet of me, the enemy takes 1d10 radiant damage. And if those allies are within 10 feet of me, they also benefit from my shield's AC, which I believe is either plus four or plus six. Would I, it's that it's plus have... Plus four. It's plus four, yes. Would that shield be normal for the allies or would it have the negative two that comes with the AC uh, the negative It would be normal. The negative two is a separate modifier to his AC. Um, also, uh, Sam and Kaius, don't forget to roll at the end of your turns to try and drop slow. Yes. Um, 
towards the end of his turn, he is going to uh, sort of move towards a wall or away from... He's seen a lot of uh, spells being thrown in the last 18 seconds um, that have hit more than one individual. So he's going to try and sort of move away from really just everyone else. Um, not necessarily Birdie, because he doesn't know that Birdie's there. Um, but he's going to try and like probably hit that wall and move a little bit further. Uh, so uh, The wall that he's close to and yeah. away from Sam. 30. So you're right by actual Birdie. Accidentally, yes. Um, um, and a wisdom save is... Um, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, that's a... Oh, that's a 16. No. Okay. All right. No one else sees this except for Ross, but Bertie kind of like pauses in like his very like very furtive, very um, tense uh, stature to just like just smile fondly at Caius. Okay. Uh, next is Rook, who I believe is still slow. Oh no, Rook, Rook passed. Yeah. That's right. Incredible wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Rook locks eyes with like the flail snail, which is like slowly approaching her, and she just kind of goes, uh see you in a little bit buddy and then she's gonna um uh, run over to anya's pillar and just uh ready her battle axe and go like I- i'm i've been working on my patience i can go all day on that i can knock down any pillar you know i'm, I'm working i'm trying to be more chill and everything and then she kind of thinks for a moment thinking back at birdie and all his little like broadcasts and like uh like turns to face the audience and is like Oh yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm writing a book, by the way, a self-help book. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, keep an eye out for it, like a a dummy's guide to not revenging bad, not revenging bad for your help. It's a working title, all right. Keep an eye out. <laughs> and then she's gonna take a swing at the pillar on your song. All right, roll to hit. That's a thirty-two to hit. Certainly hits. Uh, that is, um, I can actually do the right amount of damage now. 18, 9, 20, 21, slashing. 21, okay. Does a significant amount of damage. Uh, Anya, roll a dex save. Yeah, that's an 18. 18, that's fine, because the pillar's still standing. It's a little nice. bit rocky. Oh, and there was 23 fire damage as well. Oh, on top of that? Yes. I was okay. accidentally rolled these six times. Okay. So it actually does come crashing down. Um, that's, does the 18 still pass? Uh, the 18 still is probably enough to save because it's not that far. Just, where would I mean, you like to lay? I mean, slightly less gracefully does almost the exact same thing, um, but she kind of braces Rook's waist this time. Um as she sort of jumps down and she's like, just um, hold that thought. I want to get rid of the big um, slug thing. If I want anyone taken out, it should be from one of us. And gives a peck on the opposite cheek that she did. Uh, and appropriately, it is Anya's go again. I still got another attack. Oh, yes, you do. Like... Oh, <laughs> yes, you do. How much would I? <laughs> I'm happy for Anya to roll a persuasion if you're stuck with it. <laughs> sure, alright. It's my modifier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Anya's a charisma heavy person. Um, that's a 17. 
Sorry, what do you roll against persuasion? Uh, I mean, I'd assume insight. If you want to roll something, it's an insight. Otherwise, you can just make a decision based on the uh, the seventeen. Yeah, that was a two. Um, Anya's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, Rook's like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty slow, but yeah, sure, yeah, let's let's take out that snake. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would even move, but it left. I think you do, because you've got quite a bit. What's your movement speed? Forty feet. Yeah. Forty feet. So you have. We're about twenty-five, and then like you do have enough to get back to the snail. All right, I'll go back to the snail and I'll take a swing at it. All right, roll to hit. That is a uh, 33 to hit. That certainly is. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to miss. <laughs> 17 slashing damage. 17 slashing. And... Uh, don't worry about the fire, it is immune. Ah, uh, of course. There we go. Yeah, 17 slashing damage. All right. Smuggle. All right. Now it's Anya's go. Could Anya feasibly... Um... Oh, uh... She'd get sneak attack because the flail snail is within five feet of Rook. Yes. And of, um, uh, I f- why, why have I, yeah, thank you. Um, hmm. She was going to, uh, get closer, but instead I think what she's going to do is, um, yeah, she's just going to um, attempt to shoot it with her Ascended Wild Bow. Okay, so <laughs> that's a 31. 31 suddenly hits. Okay, perfect. Um, now, does it have resistance to radiant damage at all? It's... Uh... Just so I know what to separate, because everything else is the same. does not. Cool. Um, so I'll roll them all together. Um, so all of this will be plus eight. Oh, my God. Okay. Eight, um, uh, nine, ten, uh, twenty, uh, thirty, fuck, forty, sorry. <laughs> um... 48, 54 points of damage. Okay. Um, go to the flail snail. Yeah. Um, and Anya is actually going to... Can I get a wider view of the battle arena, please? Okay, perfect. Um, Anya's going to use her movement to um, duck near the... Um, She's going to basically be underneath the pillar that Ravari is on, but she's going to bonus action hide. <laughs> do you want to know? Yeah. Do you, do you even really want to know? That's a 32 stealth. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Anya disappears. <laughs> All right. It is arena action time. Um, Anya, uh, or no, Anya's a bit far to pick up on this um but uh ross you would feel there's there's a almost radiant spring-like glow to the um to the center area at the moment um okay um me- there's just a moment where she looks up at the hologram of birdie and then goes like wait 
Um, meanwhile, the uh, flail snail is going to attack. Um, is, is Rook the appropriate target? It is. Um, it's going to make five flail attacks against you. All right. So let's see. Uh, uh, that is a 23. Yep. Uh, another 23. Yes. Uh, that one's only an 11. No. Uh, 22. Yes. And another 23. Yes. Okay. So, uh, you're going to take 4, 8, uh, 15. So, well, it's, they're all halved individually. So, 2, 2, 2, so 6, 7, 8, 9 points of bludgeoning damage after resistance. Right. So I was going to get a one-shot KO'd by a snail. Um, would any of Caius's effects protecting Rook apply here? Um, not the uh, saving ones, but it does take... Um, it's within 30 feet, yes, of Caius. Uh, Rook is not within 30 feet of Caius at the moment. The attacker, though. The attacker... Uh... I think just barely, yeah. Yeah. It will take a whopping 1d10 of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, that's Technically, that's four. Uh, whenever an enemy attacks an ally, technically it takes five d10. Uh, what, yeah, I wasn't sure attacked, if that was... Okay. Because it attacked Rook five times. You are a very lenient DM. Thank you, sir. I mean, that's that's the wording of the, the ability. I'll take it. It's it's not it's it's not the ability's fault that like the flail snail's way of doing damage is a lot of smaller attacks. And I rolled two tens and two nines. Oh, so that's already so thirty eight, and then what's the other one? Uh, and then a one. <laughs> so thirty nine points of radiant damage. Okay, that went well. <laughs> the snail is looking incredibly shaky. Um. That's everything. Yes. All right. 